I don't know if you know, but I had a lot of chocolate before I started recording, and I hope you can hear it in my singing. Hi, um, hello. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Um, it's nice to it's nice to see you again. Um, it's me, Sam Hickman, NPR's greatest unfunded talent. Um, wow, here we are at the end of another fabulous year. Actually, no, I'm not gonna lie, gang. I'm not gonna lie. So this is the, this is the 2023, and this is the 2023 recap podcast of the year. Um, for me, Sam Hickman, your friend, who you're listening to on Hyperlocal Celebrity, a podcast where I talk about my life and work as a freelance musician in, uh, late stage capitalism. And... Um, I do a little recap of, uh, 2023, but also of, um, hyper, what is it? What was it called? Ho Ho Hickman, a Christmas Sound Stravaganza, because this podcast initially was all about how you do demystifying the steps in which it took for you to do the things that you did. Um, that sounds like. That sounds like 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 red table talk. <laughs> it's like, what did you do? The things you, that you did. Anyway, um, twenty twenty three. Let's get into it. My God, uh, I have lived a thousand lifetimes this year. Um, it's been. I'll say it. I'll say it so you don't have to. It's been fucking awful. I think this has been, um, professionally one of the, um, maybe the worst year of my life. Um. Personally, I think it's been a fine year, you know, well, I mean, not not a great year, but it's been a fine year. But um, yeah, professionally, it was it was high, staggering highs, eviscerating lows. Uh, I am glad that it is soon to be over. Um, what, what? OK, OK. So we started off the year strong. We started off the year very, very very strong with the Sam Hickman Variety Hour 3 at Wales Millennium Center after a four-month postponement at the end at the beginning of February we did the show um wow I honestly I feel like I I am a completely different human being since the start of the I'm just I am I am forever changed um, from that plucky young gal who sang Come Inside at Wales Millennium Center's newly renovated cabaret space and called Wales Millennium Center's newly cabaret, newly renovated cabaret space a um, conference room at a bowling alley and was swiftly never invited back. Um, I feel like, so in my mind, in my silly little goofy little mind, I was like, oh, somebody, anybody, of any sort of importance is going to see this and be like, wow, that's Sam Hickman. She writes, she sings, she um, she hosts, she performs, she produces, she makes her own costumes. That's Sam Hickman. She's a real talented lady. We should have her work on our project. And absolutely that did not happen. Nothing, nothing happened this year. I need you all to know that. Absolutely nothing happened from that. It was as if I literally died. I'm not going to lie. Because after that, after Wales Millennium Center debut, 10 years in the making, Sam Hickman, here she is. Here she is, boys. Here she is, world. After all of that shenanigans, uh, 
I literally didn't book a single piece of work for five months. And I'm not talking like like a like a performance piece. I'm talking any piece of work. Like I didn't book a wedding. I didn't book a funeral. I didn't book a like anything. Anything for five months from like the middle of February until the end until like truly May. I didn't book a single piece of work. And it was literal fucking hell. It was hell. I was like out on the goddamn street busking three or four times a week. Like because of the way the weather is now, I was doing like three days in a row busking and then like it would rain and then I would and then I would just be inside for for the until the end of the week and then we would get another week would come around and it would be three days in a row that I'd have to go out every every single day my body my body and my soul were exhausted by the time that like spring finally came around um and then it was just like Honestly, it was, it was, it was what it was. It was what it was. I, um, I liked my trip to Tembe this year or not, not Tembe, wherever past Tembe that I went this year for that little music festival that I did. That was really, that was in retrospect, that was quite a fun little day. And I did have a party. I think that was the end of August though. I think that was after I did, um, I did the, the little, the little cabaret performance. This, okay, I'm going to say this. The good things about this year and the bad things about this year. Uh, what are the bad things about this year? I didn't work for five months. Um, <laughs> for, I didn't, I basically didn't work for half the year and I just had to busk for a living and that was hell. Um, the good things about this year, I did see Beyonce because I did buy tickets when I was much more, um, oh, I was much more optimistic about me being a success and uh, a performer who would go on to continue performing. Uh, so I did buy tickets back in January to see Beyonce. And I didn't even buy one ticket. I bought two tickets for me and a pal to go see Beyonce. And I was like, well, I mean, they were 180 pounds. They were up in the gods. But I will say this. They they were great. Honestly, that Beyonce lady, she knows what she's doing. Um, I did also go and see Carly Rae Jepsen this year at the the Bristol O2 Arena for a friend's birthday. I I just I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Your friend Sam Hickman, if she ever gets successful enough that she starts earning a livable wage, I everything's everything's gonna be a little treat for me because let me tell you something. After almost an entire decade of having to survive as a freelance musician. There is no one, there is no one in this world better at budgeting than your friend Sam Hickman. Like, good God, am I a, a miracle at making a shoestring budget work. Like, I live, I live comfortably. I live, <laughs> I live comfortably on absolute garbage. So that's nice. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, I went and saw Carly Rae Jepsen, right? It was like the day or two days after the, um, the the Wales Millennium Center show and that was really fun. That was a blast and a half. Um yeah, okay. So that's that's a couple good things that I went and did. The the good things professionally, I think this year was the first year that I have done I don't think I've ever done that many public performances. Like of like of like comedic song and like, you know, like the the Sam Hickman shtick that you've all come to know and love that has been, you know, that has been um renowned on stage for many years now the the um yeah i think i think this year has been very good in that there were i think four or five 
like publicly accessible performances that I did. And I think that that has been really important to kind of grow the potential audience for doing more work in the future. And I think that, um, I think that that fundamentally is like useful, useful. And, and what I wanted at the beginning of the year was just to be able to perform because what I was doing in 2022 and all the years prior was my usual professional harpist work. And then when I would get to perform, it would be a single time once a year. And I think that that meant that I was like a little robot on stage. And I think you can really see it in the February show where I have spent like I've had I've had a piece of material written eight months in advance and I am just like clicking my way through it because it is so like ingrained in me that I just I kind of stop having fun with it. I am just trying to get through it. Um, and I think that um, I think that there was kind of a quite a marked difference between that and I mean, there was a huge difference between that and Ho Ho Hickman at Cardiff Maid because I think that they were completely different shows and completely different, just so different in terms of everything about them was different, but the fundamental material was the same. Like, in that I wrote, in that I wrote a show and costumed a show. Um, anyway, yeah, I think this year has been, has been really good for public performances. Um, I really enjoyed my set at Our Door Academy. That was really fun. I'm challenging and fun. Um, my little set at Drones Comedy Club doing an actual com comedy set. That was, um, I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And this is going to be absolutely the most facetious thing you'll ever hear me say. But um, sometimes, sometimes I do things and I think, wow, this is exactly the audience that I want to be performing for. These are exactly the people that I would like to enjoy my work. And sometimes, sometimes I do things. And if I have to follow other acts, I genuinely think, wow, I am better than this. And I know, I know that sounds wild and very conceited, but, but, um, you know, I just, I, I had to follow some, some acts for the, for the chapter comedy, comedy club thingy. And, um, yeah, it was very interesting being, uh, prepared and, um, being prepared to do new material. And, uh, yeah, the, the dedication to the craft is, uh, is, is one of my strengths, my enthusiasm and one of my strengths. Um, anyway, so, so I did that and I did, um, the, I, okay, I'm going to say the Francis Bali set that was just 20 minutes and I just did kind of all of my regular stuff. Um, cause I started with lower your expectations and then I did, uh, never met a gay man. And then I did cycle around the bay, uh, or didn't know what you have, which I'm hoping, okay, this is my 2024 hope. I hope that I get to properly record that as a single. Cause I don't think I've put out proper music in a very long time, but I cannot stand the sound of my own voice. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that's going to be my goal for 2024, for the winter of 2024, after I am absolutely, like, bankrupt from having to get my car MOT'd and serviced. Um, 
you know, and then my harp MOT'd in service. So after I've, after I've spent all of my money, because it is um, January and that's unfortunately where all of the big payments come out and where all of the um, money and work has dried up. Uh, so after I've done that, I think, um, yeah, trying to, trying to put that out as a, as a single would be fabulous and trying to come up with a plan of what I'm doing next. Um, I I don't know what I'm doing. Of course I don't. Um, so that's going to be, that's going to be interesting. Uh, that's, that's kind of a hope. And then I finished with Alone at Last, which I think was really fun. I, yeah, I loved the Francis Bali fundraiser. I was not paid for it because I was, it was a fundraiser, but, um, Honestly, I just, I think my favorite thing about, about knowing that I'm performing for the same people that I'm performing for and being able to be like, okay, how do I make this, how do I make this fun for people who have seen this already? Um, And doing the reveal, I think was such like a, was such a, it was so fun. I just, just like the idea that, that you can, I like, I watch it back quite a lot. I'm not going to lie. I, I enjoy watching watching myself back to see how audiences react to things because then I know what will work in the future and um the like cheer when I get up from singing um I've never met a gay man and like there's like a classic little cheer and then I do the reveal and they're screaming and I'm like this this is this is performance this is showwomanship this is this is what I long to do this is theater darling theater um so that is, that's kind of what I was hoping to, that's kind of something that I'm hoping to take forward is more like, like more gaggery, more goopery, you know, being able to just like do something, being able to, being able to surprise people who have seen me perform and being able to um, astonish people who've never seen me perform, because I feel like it's not enough anymore to be good at singing and playing harp, but you have to be able to also gag the children. <laughs> mom anyway um <laughs> so, so stupid um so uh so that was that was fun and then um oh hickman was how i how i ended the year um work did pick up slowly i mean not like incredibly but i did start booking things again which i am very thankful for um but yeah i'm just i'm like Every year we get to this point and I'm like, oh God, am I going to work again? You know? And then, and then slowly I start booking things again in January and I'm like, oh no, it's going to be okay. It's going to be, it's going to be fine. Calm down lady. Um, so that's going to be, that's going to be it. I think my new year's resolution for 2024 will be to save enough money that for January and February and March, 2025, I don't have to work. I think that's going to be it. I think that's going to be it because quite frankly, I just feel like I never work and it drives me nutty each and every single, every single year. But it's also like fine because I'm always taking like deposits or I'm always doing like small little bits and pieces. So like it it always works. It's worked out for the last like almost a decade. So it's kind of like I'm... It can't not work out every year. That seems like something that you don't, like you all, like, I don't know why I constantly doubt my own ability to continue working at the job that I've been doing for so long. I think that's the thing. Anyway, um, ooh, performance. She's getting so personal, so personal this evening. Um, yes, yes, I am. 
Um, so ho ho Hickman let's start with that Um, because so much of this podcast at the beginning was like how did you do what you did Um, and I think for for um, what what the fuck was it called the Sam Hickman variety hour again I name things that are so determined I'm so determined to grow the brand that I do forsake making it clear what each event is I will say that um, the Sam Hickman Variety Hour, a vanity project that was funded by National Theatre Wales and Wales Millennium Centre. Um, so that was all that was all funded by them. Ho Ho Hickman was completely self-financed. Um, so in the middle of September, after after doing um, after doing the Francis Bolly fundraiser, I was like, oh, you know what I should do? I should. I should do a Christmas show. I should do a Christmas show. I have four Christmas songs written. You know, My Love is Like a Mary Lloyd, um, Winter Depression, uh, the one that's like, uh, the one that's like, am I running out of time with my parents before they die? And uh, the one that's like, now is the perfect time of year that I absolutely hate, but it is very festive. Um, I was like, okay, I have all four of those written and done and we can perform those. And that's, that's what, like, 15 minutes worth of a, of a one hour concert that'd be great and so um with that in mind I reached out to several different places to be like okay um where where can I potentially do this concert and um Cardiff Maid were the only people who emailed me back yay I don't know I don't know what is going on I think it's okay I'm gonna say it I think Sometimes I'm like, God, is my email working? Because I don't get a goddamn thing back. Because I reached out and I wanted to do it as like a tiny little tour, like a little, like a little Cardiff, Newport, Swansea, like teeny tiny little little festive tour. Because um, I knew if I was doing it at like Cardiff Made that it would sell out for the one performance, which it did. Um, and so I didn't really have like a, like a like a goal for the show other than that it was gonna be a Christmas show. And that I would probably write a couple extra things. And then I just do nice covers of Christmassy things. And that's not what it ended up being. Because uh, the minute we got the book dated, we got, we got it like dated in. I just started writing a bunch of new material. Which um, which was great. Which was great. Um, and then like we put the put the tickets on sale. Thank you to the wonderful Melon Edibwami for... Um, Woni. Uh, for doing a fabulous poster and Rianne Dixon, et cetera. Um, and all the, all the fabulous people who came and helped and Dre for coming and filming it. Um, anyway, oops. So we, um, so I was like, okay, well I'm, I'm writing all of this new material. It can just be, it can just be pretty much all original music. Like the only thing that wasn't original music was um, Sisters from White Christmas, which started the second half, which I felt like I kind of had to do because the costume was literally just that uh, because I repurposed my birthday dress into a, a into a costume for the show. Um, so that was so that was good. I think the, the way I didn't expect it to evolve the way it was. Um, and then we we added two more performances and um and the rest is herstory but um i think in terms of the show itself i think the idea that there was an overture is really fun i think what i would have liked what i would have liked would have been to have two more weeks prep because 
if you watch the if you watch the whole show or you listen to the whole show, I have um like I have all the music down. Like all the music is like it's like pretty good. Some of it is fantastic. Some of it is like you know a seven out of ten. Some of it's great. Some of it I think is um like the funnest, like most beautiful things I've ever written. And some of it I think is just like a functional a functional song. Um, but I think all of it was fun. I think that's the most important thing. Um, and I think, um, where am I? Where, where am I in this, in this, where, what point am I making? The thing that I think was missing from the show was just that I wanted to keep it really loose for the talky bits because with all of the previous shows, I had so tightly scripted everything I'd so tightly scripted anything that there wasn't really a lot of room for fun. Um, and I think some of the funnest bits from all of the Sam Hickman variety hours were, was where I was just like being silly and having fun. Like the bit with like the glove or the door Kamri like bit, all of the like, all of the little interstitials that I just got to like have a little fun in, I think were far more enjoyable for an audience perspective than like all of the things I had written. Um, and so I think that was my thought behind it was like, okay, we're, we're doing a really tight turnaround on this show. It's going to be, it's going to be silly. It's going to be fun and it's going to be loose. Most importantly, it's going to be really, really loose in all of the interstitials between the songs. And I think that worked some of the time, but I think a lot of the time it just meant that I didn't feel particularly secure in what I was going like getting from song A to song B I think became a little bit more challenging and I think if I had had two more weeks to just like go through the show in rehearsals and just like have the first week of just playing around seeing if I could get the transitions between songs to like make sense and then pack them full of jokes and then in the second week just to run the show and like rehearse it I think that would have been I think it would have made a lot more of like a punchier show. I think it would have, I think it would have felt like really tight and together and really like, really a lot more, um, I don't want to say professional, but a lot more together and a lot more concise. And also I would have a lot more to like skip over and like, you know, whereas what ended up happening was that there were definite things that were definitely working every single night and then there were things that didn't work some nights and did work some nights and I just sort of had to keep them all in because um because you'd never knew what would work one night and what wouldn't work the other night um which was interesting I think um I think by and large what we oh and then I had my music with me which I felt was um I felt was really needed but I do feel like if 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 I had had two weeks of just straight rehearsal where I didn't have any any other work and all I had to do was just learn all of the songs from memory and remember what order they came in I think um I think I would have felt a little bit freer, but I think because there were just so, there was so much new material because there were five new songs and then there were like three that had never been performed before and like two that had been performed before, but had like different additions put in and all sorts of things. I think because it was just so dense and like complicated with a lot to think about, 
I think having like the sheet music and everything and having like the basic like having just like a bible a little book to like flick through as the show went on was like so 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 needed but also I feel like kind of slightly got in the way um but I do think I do think it worked I think as a show I think it was fun I think people had fun and I think a lot of it I think a lot of it I think a lot of it really really went well and um and I'm happy that that I got to do it. I think the main goals. So I was talking to, so like finances and then the like the goals, what we set out to achieve and what we achieved. Um, this is the next section of of talking about Ho Ho Hickman or Christmas extravaganza. By the way, um, what what ended up happening was um, so we did. I wanted the tickets to be accessible because I wanted us to. Oh, I just I just wanted an accessible ticket. You know, I just want people to be like, oh, there's seven pound fifty. I'll just get one for me and a friend. Um, our dear sweet friend Frances Bolly bought five tickets the minute the like the the box they went on sale. She was like, I'll I'll find five people. I will bring five people, and she did. Um, but I think like um, yeah, I always wanted to. I always want my shows for you to be able to bring a friend or buy two tickets and think about bringing a friend like and have it be like a little treat because I think like that is I think that's the most important thing is like an accessible performance is is an affordable performance um and I feel I feel like fundamentally fundamentally this show took maybe two and a half months to put together like like hours of bedazzling hours of bedazzling and costuming and writing and composing and, and all sorts of things and promoting and this that and the other and I think fundamentally I was never gonna I was never gonna make the money back from from what I had invested time-wise in creating this show like that, I think, is fundamentally so important to kind of understand about not just like doing something at a small venue, but also doing something that you want people to be able to come and see. I think um, I think being able to just do something and I know that's like ooh, a privilege, you know, um, but it's also I think I think it's more important to me that people can come and see the show rather than like I make bank. Um, it just, is that what I meant to say? Is that what I'm meaning to say? I think fundamentally understanding, no, you know what? I think this is it. I think this is it because we'll, we'll circle back once I tell you the finances and everything. But I think the main thing was looking at the show as an investment in audience development, but also performance development and looking at it that way rather than something that would generate substantial income for me that that is what I mean so um so we priced the tickets um quite, quite low um but we did make money from the show um it was um it was a 50 50 split at the box office between me and Cardiff made because I'm gonna say it um back in I think 2015 2015 2016 probably I did a show at Cardiff Made with a vocal quintet that I had founded. It was meant to be, it was called the Cardiff Consort. And it was a vocal quintet made of like professional singers. And we were going to do like fun, like, like 
classical, like madrigals, um, all sorts of all sorts of fun classical music, and I was really excited about it. And um, it really fell apart because I didn't have one. I didn't have the um, experience of publicly promoting anything and I didn't have the cult following that I have now thank you everybody who comes to my stupid little shows but two and more importantly it was just they were really chaotic singers to like to like organize like they were all very very talented but I feel like if I had all of the expertise that I have now about how to like how to sell a show, how to sell a concert. I think if I had all of that, I would, like, it would have done, it would have gone so much better because our first, we did a Christmas concert in like 2015. This is still talking about the Cardiff Consort, my professional quintet that I founded. Um, But we did like a Christmas concert in St. John the Baptist's in town. Four people came, two of which were my parents um, and then we were like, okay, well, we've done that. We have to do like a summer, like a spring, spring, summer one. We have to like, you know, at a small venue that we can maybe try and like sell, sell out particularly well. And so we, um, and so we, um, I, I was like, oh, well, I've been to Cardiff Made. It's a fabulous little venue. We should do it there. And so we booked Cardiff Made. Um, we had all sorts of shenanigans. <laughs> also, I won't go into it. It's, it's not very interesting. But essentially what happened was six people came to the show. And so um, I, and so like, I was kind of like, okay, I have done something at Cardiff Made before in the past. And at this point, all I'm hoping to do is redeem myself in their eyes. That's, that's it. Like it's, it's, it's however many years later I have done um, much, much bigger shows that have sold very, very well. Like, Sam Hickman is a bankable star in this city. Um, you may not think it, you may not know it, but it is true. I do, I do bring them in sometimes. Um, so it was kind of like, we're just gonna, the the goal of this is just going to be to be able to do the show. So um, I think essentially for the whole show after kind of food and drink was taken off, um, because we had like a complimentary mulled wine and a little mince pie, which I love. I love, I love that that was included in tickets. Um, but after we, after we did that, it, I think I was paid. I don't think I was paid. I know this because I sent them an invoice. I was paid £225 for all three shows, which is about like £75 a show, which is not incredible, but, but... The goals of the show were professional and audience development. So the goal for audience development was for me to be able to do a show at an established venue that would allow people who had never heard of me before to come to the show. And during the second show, while I was tuning up, somebody asked me if I was the harpist. So, I mean, clearly we reach new audiences. So that is like... That's number one. We definitely achieved that. Like, people came to this silly little show and left knowing who I was and what I do. And I think that is that is invaluable. Number two, artist development. I wanted to be able to do more than one performance of a piece. And we did that. We did three. And I think it was really, really, really great that I got to just, like, 
got to just like do the show that I had written multiple times. I think that is, I think that is um, something that I have never been able to do in the past um, and something that I've never been able to um, to kind of explore like all of the various bits and pieces of like of just doing a show multiple times I think the thing that I think about that I'm like I'm so impressed with myself was that I did three of these shows the audiences were about 30 people um so the first first and the last night sold out and they were about 30 people and then the middle night was half capacity and was about 15 and each show I did without a microphone and it's like an hour of just like pure singing like it is it's a 35 minute first half then a break then a, like a 25 minute second half and it is basically all singing all the time and then like and the in the middle of the second half there's like a very long story yeah um and I think like being I think I'm so like wowed by myself that I was like oh yeah you you can project through an entire room of people three nights in a row and just like continue to to do it in like a healthy supported manner so that you are not only heard but you're also like able to kind of just just do the do the job and do it well well enough to keep going um i think that was i think that was really um i think that was that was that was the other that was the other goal and i think we achieved that um yeah um many people have asked me what's next i have no idea i I'm, I'm sorry i have no idea what i'm doing next i just surviving just trying to maybe i have teased the idea of ho ho hickman a chris a valentine's day extravaganza, but we spell it h-o-e h-o-e hickman um thought that might be fun um yeah i have no idea i have no idea what is my dream uh, my dream is obviously that I do a tour of uh, the Sam Pinkman Variety Hour material because I liked that material and it was fun um, and that I can reuse all the costumes. But um, I don't I don't know if that's that's where I don't know if that's where I am as an artist anymore. You know, um, I think what I would like to do would be uh, to do something incredibly serious. Um, I've, I've been thinking about this for a long time. I'm like, what if I did classical Barbara? And by classical Barbara, I mean classical Hickman. Um, like what if, what if I did, what if I did a recital? Uh, that's one of the, the things that I've been toying with. What if I did like a straight recital? Um, I, I think that would be very funny. Um, I, not funny at all, not funny at all, but I feel like as a professional singer, <laughs> I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like I'm just, I got the yips about being a professional singer sometimes because I'm just like, I don't know if I can still do any of the things that I used to be able to do. Um, anyway, self-doubt as a podcast, is that, is this interesting for anyone? Um, anyway, that was 2023 and Ho Ho Hickman. I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, I think fundamentally this year was an incredible, dif an incredibly difficult year professionally and maybe personally. Yeah, like a little personally. Actually, yes, a little personally. Um, but I think it kind of all turned around in the end, I think, maybe. Um, if I think about it too long, I will start crying. Um, I think the goal for 2023 was to reach new audiences 
and develop myself as a performer. And I think fundamentally we achieved both of those goals. And so I think like when it all boils down to it, I think that that is, I think that that is, um, we set out to achieve something and we did. And I think that is the most important thing about 2023 is that we set out to achieve it and we did. Um, and this, this has been a hyper-local celebrity episode with me, Sam Hickman. Um, I hope you've enjoyed me rambling for 36 minutes. And I hope uh, you have a good new year and a happy Christmas. Um, I'm recording this on like the 29th. I, um, yeah, I hope you're all doing well. Maybe I've been toying with the idea of doing interviews again on this podcast. So please do let me know if that's something you would be interested in hearing and who you'd like to hear me interview. Um, I'm thinking maybe like once every two months. Once every two months, I get a pal on and we talk about their work. Anyway, um, I've been Sam Hickman. Goodbye, everyone.